Vodka. 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 Vodka o'clock. Hey everyone, it's Amber Love, and today I'm going to present you with another panel recorded at New York Comic Con. This was the Action Lab Five Years in the Making panel. And if you please go check out the post that goes along with this, the show notes include a lot more information, a lot of links, and um, uh, just information about uh, the, the titles that I'm most looking forward to, as well as pictures from my time visiting their booth. Because at the big shows like this, like New York Comic Con, the Action Lab booth is always a lot of fun. It's... Um, They have so many creators because they have so many comics these days. So there's always a lot of creators at the booth and the fans just come out and kind of swarm it. So they weren't in small press because they do sell things besides comics. They have um, things like the Gronk plushies and Vamplet plushies and stuff like that. They ended up in this back corner of the main show floor of New York Comic Con. So sometimes it's, it's, kind of hard to find them if you don't really know that they're there because those aisles you really have to sort of fight your way to get to um but that's just kind of a general new york comic-con javits center problem so anyway please go check out the show notes don't forget that you can sponsor the show and the site at patreon.com slash amber unmasked and you can sponsor for as little as a dollar per week the panelists are Brian Seaton, who's the publisher sean pryor who's the creator of cash and carry kyle puttkamer who's the creator of one of my favorite books, Hero Cats of Stellar City, Jeremy Whitley, the creator, of course, of Princeless and the spinoffs like Raven and the Pirate Princess. Um, Enrica Jang joined this panel because of a special relationship between her publishing company, Red Stylo Media, and Action Lab doing an anthology together, sort of in, in unison. It's the 27 anthology. And then rounding out the list is Jamal Igel, the director of marketing. And the panel was moderated by Vidal Del Sante, the who's a, a creator of theirs and also the associate director of marketing. So I did miss about the first three minutes of the panel uh, while I was getting my recorder set up and everything. But for the most part, everything you need to know is here and presented. Um, what was missed was the explanation of their new ratings system. So if you have any questions about that, they sort of have like, um, you know, like age ranges now for their books. So um, if you're confused by that at all, I think that it's really easy to just get on Twitter. You can sort of ask the general fan base for their uh ideas and recommendations if you're questioning uh, the title of something ask the creators directly most of them are really easy to reach so that's my suggestions so i hope you enjoy listening to this episode and as always make sure that you sponsor the show go to patreon.com amber unmasked and follow me on twitter at elizabeth amber as far as uh, everything getting out um and then of course uh pirate princess uh this is, uh, is ongoing. Um, we have three issues out. The fourth one will be out in, I believe, two weeks. Um, and we're going to keep that going as long as you guys keep buying it. So uh, keep telling other people to go buy more copies. <laughs> because uh, Rosie and Ted are doing a, an amazing job on the art in that book. And if you haven't met Rosie and Ted, they're up at the table today drawing and sketching and signing. So definitely get by and meet them because... They live in the UK, and this might be your only chance. <laughs> um, so that, that we're going to keep going on. Um, the trade for that is uh, out in November, I believe. 
and um, <laughs> uh, we've already got, uh, I mean, they're already well started on volume two. I've got, um, you know, I've got 12 issues already written, so I'll keep buying them because <laughs> I'm written too far ahead. Was it hard to let go of the reins and let other people write Princess for you? Um, a little bit. It's you know it, it's it's tough because um, you know our yes. You gotta pry it out of your fingers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. so I mean, if I'm gonna have other people write it, I feel like maybe Gail Simone is not a bad place to start. Um, <laughs> but like. It's one of those things that, like, uh, right now I'm in a spot where, like, we're halfway through, you know, the the big story with Adrian. So I I keep having to tell people like that have great ideas about what to write. It's like okay, but we're gonna be getting there. So maybe a different version of that story. And that's a new thing for me, like editing other people writing my story. So um, yeah, I, I'm excited, but also it's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Tomboy. You guys know about Tomboy? No. no. Yeah. I like you. Uh, Tomboy is one of our uh, Danger Zone books, but I feel like the audience for this is going to be huge. Um, we're, it's kind of our spider boy. It's kind of our background of our side. It's about a uh, young girl who, um, oh, how do I describe this? It's, it's, it's kind of tremendous, and it's, it's a lot of things at once. It reminds me of a lot of um, kind of 80s movies, and um, uh, I don't know, Brian, what do you, how would, you, you actually had a really well, good pitch for it, I can't remember what it is now. Let's just say she takes justice into her own hands. Uh, her best friend is killed, and uh, she finds the killer on the train, and something snaps, and uh, she realizes that justice isn't going to be done unless she takes matters into her own hands and does something about it. So it's a story about that and her taking control uh, for herself and doing what needs to be done to get the justice that he, she feels he deserves. And if you're not familiar with the artist, probably should be, especially if you're a Princess fan because Mia Goodwin did the art on the very first volume of Princess. So the art is just beautiful and incredible, and this time she wrote the story as well. So it's certainly something that you should check out. Yeah, I, I, I've been pitching this to people as a combination of uh, magical girls and ultra violence, because um, that's kind of what it is. It's, uh, I believe it's coming out this month, or the next month. And it was already, the first issue was already solicited, so if you... It's very soon. Yeah, if you go to your comic shop, just tell them, you know, And who's this girl? <laughs> Zombie Tramp. Uh, Zombie Tramp is continuing as an ongoing, um, if you haven't already seen. Um, it is, what year, this is the third year for it? Like, I can't remember. It's been around for a well, while. It's, it's, uh, it's going into its second year of second. ongoing series. It's on issue 16 or 17, um, ready to come out. Uh, 15 uh, comes out. Uh, yeah, 15 came out this month, and 16 Yeah, out 16, next. I think, just went to print. Yeah. But uh, still going very strong. Sales continue to go up. Uh, you know, and it, and it might seem strange that the company that does Princeless also does Zombie Tramp, but if you've read the book, you might not be so surprised. 
um, because you know one's mature and one might be for all ages, but in my opinion, they're both uh, empowered. In, well, one's an empowered zombie, and one's an empowered princess. But if you, if you read the story, you'll see what I mean. Uh, they're both kick butt. And spinning out of uh, zombie tramps is Vampblade by Jason Martin. Uh, you guys can get a preview of Vampblade uh, on Halloween in the Danger Zone offering for Halloween Comic Fest. Um, Vampblade's really, it's a lot of fun. Like, I mean, it, it looks like it's a slasher flick, but it, there's a really sharp sense of humor in it. Um, it's basically taking the 80s kind of the 90s bad girls and kind of turning it on its ear a little bit. It, it's, again, it's really, really funny. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, Jamal, what do you think of Vampblade, like, as far as, like, um, what, it's, what it's coming out of? I wasn't so sure about it when I first heard, heard about the idea, but once I read the book, it was actually pretty funny. The idea is, is sort of like, again, it's 90s bad girl, but it's sort of tongue-in-cheek 90s bad girl. It's a girl who works at a comic shop who finds this set of enchanted swords and gets transformed, but there's like this whole deeper thing involved, and it's very tongue-in-cheek and not taking itself too seriously. So I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I laughed out loud a couple of times during it, so I think you guys will too. Awake. Uh, the first issue is out already. The second issue is on its way. Uh, we have artist <coughs> Brian Hess, who is actually filming our thing, so he probably can't stand up here. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone that has come to the, to the uh, booth all weekend, I have said this is possibly number one. First of all, it's one of my favorite books that we're doing, but it's possibly the most beautiful book we're doing as well. Uh, it's about a girl who can awaken the power of planets. Um, to really get into what that is, I really think you guys have to read it to, to know, but it's beautifully written, beautifully illustrated. Um, another book, you know, it's weird, we just uh, shown what are we, four, five, six slides, uh, female protagonists, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're we're doing that diversity thing that nobody else is willing to do, and we're doing it probably more so than any other. And we companies. were doing it before anybody really started, you know, yeah. hammering for it. Too. So, well, one thing you didn't really talk about, Vito, is you know, as you had that slide up there for five years, uh, it's been five years, but what we didn't tell them is in five years, we've grown. 6,000% doing these kinds of books, empowering women, bringing women creators, you know, the kind of books that weren't going to sell, kids' books. Yeah. Now everybody tells you, oh, that's the growing market. Well, we started it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were there. we were there five years ago. Everybody else is catching up. And, and, you know, not to, you know, point fingers at other publishers, but they do kids' books and they cancel them. You know, they do them for a year and then they, there's, they say there's no market for them, but We've been doing it for five years, so I mean, there is a market for them, and you guys are proof that there's a market for them. Um, but Awake, again, like, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go and pick it up today. Number one is out there. We have number one up in the booth as well, so, uh, and Brian would like you to buy it as well. Please do. <laughs> I love you. Uh, Harold Lovecraft and Tesla by John Riley, who's in our audience as well. Um, this, uh, you know, what's funny about this book is, uh, 
watching everyone come to the booth and try to describe it to their friends. Because <laughs> they're like, it's like alternate history, but it's like a buddy buddy show, and you know, it's. I feel like John did that all intentionally, but um, but yeah, it's uh, the ongoing adventures of H.P. Lovecraft and Nikola Tesla. Uh, Nikola Tesla was married to, not married, engaged. He's dating Amelia Earhart. That's right, Amelia Earhart, and you know, it's it's Mark Twain is right there, you know, getting clocked in the face. It's it's a lot of fun, and it uh, just got optioned for a television show, I believe, this summer. So, so congratulations, John. Still going, right? It's it's going ongoing. So I mean, you guys can pick up the new trade and you know catch up as quickly as possible. But this is going to be, I feel like it's going to be a, a huge hit once it uh, finds the network and stuff because it's already being developed and I think a lot of people are going to have fun with it. I you know I don't know that there's I was saying the other day there's not a lot of buddy cop type television shows you know and I feel like this isn't a buddy cop thing but you know it, there's a lot of fun that can be had with this you know if it's done right. So good luck. John, congratulations. <laughs> Keep buying the book, everybody. <sighs> Not my baby. <laughs> um, I almost don't want to talk about this because I can really talk about it all day, so I'm going to let Jamal take over uh, for me here. But uh, we're doing what people tell us we shouldn't do. Um, doing comic books is tough enough. Doing superhero comics is really tough, especially when you're not Marvel, DC, or Dark Horse. We kind of just don't care. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. And as you can see, the difference between what Marvel and DC do is that this is a creator-owned type of uh, universe. So, Jamal, tell them about Actionverse. Well, the Actionverse is primarily the world where Stray, Midnight Tiger, and Molly Danger reside. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with these characters, Molly Danger is a 10-year-old superhero who's been 10 years old for the last two decades. So she's superhumanly strong, almost completely invulnerable, and possibly immortal. Stray is the son of the world's greatest detective, former sidekick to the Doberman the Rottweiler. When his father is murdered, he comes out of self-imposed retirement slash exile and returns to track down his father's killer. And Midnight Tiger is a kid who lives in a, a city populated by superheroes and supervillains who's kind of a fanboy who gets caught in the middle of a battle between lion's blood and hyena, is wounded. Lion's blood saves his life by giving him a transfusion and he wakes up with superpowers and decides that he's going to become a, his own hero. So you, you've got these three characters who over the last two years, we've sort of developed this secret history in a lot of different ways between, between each of them. Molly and Stray have a history that go back to his sidekick days as the Rottweiler. And it's a, very, it's a very unique relationship because he's gotten older and she hasn't. Um, and Action vs. Zero is the first official coming together of these three characters and I kind of like liken what we're doing to sort of old school crisis on on two earths you know where you know the heroes get together there's a little bit of a scuffle a misunderstanding and they team up and beat the bad guys but it launches into the action verse miniseries which we're going to be doing next year which is 
you know, if this is, you know, crisis on two Earths, then that's crisis on infinite yeah. Earths. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, if you like superhero comics, this is ev everything that we love about superhero comics, and we think that you love as well. Um, it should be noted, however, that also in the actionverse, in the universe, are the hero cast of Stellar City, as well as Action Lab Dog of Wonder, which we'll get into when we get to those, uh, those books. But the actionverse itself um, is a pretty big place, and you're going to see a couple of different things pop up as well. So uh, this comes out next month, yeah. and uh, the actionverse mini starts in uh, March. Don't forget about Comic Fest. Yes. Let me, thank you, Brian. <laughs> Comic Fest, Halloween, go to your stores. There is a free Actionverse Zero. Well, it's not really Zero, but it's Preview of Zero. It's also a Preview of Action Lab, Dog of Wonder. But also, because we know you guys don't know who these characters are yet, we've given you guys everything you need to know, everything you need to know who they are. We've given you who's who kind of Marvel Universe pages with you know, profiles, histories, you know, power sets and stuff. So that way, when we do start the miniseries, you will, you will say, oh, well, Mom's already my favorite, you know? <laughs> now I like First Hero, you know, because his power sets were kind of weird, you know, or whatever, you know? Like, we wanted to give you guys all the tools to, to love this ahead of time. So um, I think we've done a good job of that. So definitely go to your stores on Halloween. Uh, some of them might even have them now, but, you know, go on Halloween Day and uh, stop by and get some candy, get some free comics. Speaking of Hero Cats, Again, they are part of the Actionverse, and uh, they are going to be expanding uh, their scope. So Kyle, let's talk about that. Okay. So Hero Cats consists of six cats with powers that uh, everyone knows cats have. Uh, for example, <laughs> Bell can read your mind, Rocket's the fastest cat in the world, and he might be from outer space. We'll still define that out. Midnight uh, is so popular, he... Uh, he gets his own book, which comes out this Wednesday, or, or this week, this week, yes. Time's flying, it's convention time. Uh, Midnight gets his own book. It's three issues, and I understand that it's done so well that I've got to come up with some more stories, so I will be using my imagination, and I did enjoy that. And um, Rocco, Rocco never loses a fight. Cassiopeia can read, and Ace is their leader. He was raised by a military family. So the Hero Cats, uh, basically, uh, these characters are so well in my mind, I can put them in any situation. They did start out as a superhero cleanup type of situation where the minions would come in and wreck the city, and they'd come along and they'd save people from, uh, from the sidelines, they'd save people. Turns out um, I can take them anywhere, so they're explorers, they have all kinds of adventures, uh, and of course, uh, personal challenges that they have to work out between each other. Uh, this particular issue introduces Bandit, Issue seven is very, very special in that one through six are self-contained, but issue seven launches our most ambitious storyline. Uh, I've been able to bring some great talent together. Uh, this particular story started out as three issues, but ended up being six issues. This is my Crow King saga. A character from another uh, dimension essentially puts all the cats into a dream state, and very amazing things happen there. So. I've seen the art, and you guys do not know what's coming in issue eight, and it's going to blow your mind. I don't even—I don't even want you to tease it because yeah. it's so good, it's so fun. Um, and there's uh, uh, Hero Cats done—I'm uh, sorry, Midnight done by Alex Ogle. Um, Hero Cats is done by Marcus Williams, and you also are spinning off uh, Galaxy Man and Cosmic Girl as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, the concept here is um, I do a lot of libraries and all ages events, and I have children of my own. 
Um, I've, I've been in the industry for about 25 years, and this is a shared universe. We are definitely part of Actionverse, uh, but the Hero Cat world is very connected. Um, the heroes that I mentioned that are trouble magnets are Galaxy Man and Cosmic Girl. Tracy Yardley, the artist of Sonic the Hedgehog, has done an issue which uh, we are looking forward to having a regular series for that. He's readjusting his schedule so that we can bring that to you. Um, he's very excited about that. Um, along with Galaxy Man and Cosmic Girl, we have, um, of course, the Midnight Book, but also um, Omaka Schultz has handed in his first pages. Marcus Williams is an amazing talent, and um, I'm very happy to say that if you stop on by the Action Lab booth, you'll be able to see Omaka's first work, and it's going to fit seamlessly in there. The book comes out every other month. One of the biggest problems that we have is that our fans want more and more and more. We're working on it as quick as we can, but we have a very high standard of quality. So um, Omaka Schultz is going to be providing some stories there. And um, if you ask me about Skyworld, I'm developing that also. Essentially, okay, the Breakfast Club <laughs> in Dungeons Dragons world. Of course, they're cats. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm hoping to develop that, but we have to make sure that we're on schedule. We want to make sure that we come out uh, regularly for you. So that's my number one priority. And as things continue to grow with your support, we'll continue to expand the, uh, the universe. Let's give some stuff away real quick. How do you, what do you guys say? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Kyle, give us a trivia question. Trivia question. Um, trivia question. All right. If I could get uh, somebody to, uh, who, who here has actually read the comic? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, excellent. This is a great opportunity. Everybody, please stop on by uh, midnight, just $4. Um, here's a trivia question for you. Well, where do the hero cats live? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I, I threw an easy one for you. <laughs> I know, but you never know about it. Uh, you know, that's right. Yes. I got insurance. Yeah. Come on, let's have a Molly Danger trivia question. Uh, a Molly Danger trivia question. Uh, how many people have read uh, Molly Danger book one? Nice. Okay. Um, what is the name of the first villain that appears in Molly Danger book one? We'll allow you to use your cell phones if you need to. <laughs> it is allowed. Can you give them any clues, Jamal? <laughs> a brain in a giant jar. <laughs> On a robot body. Yes. What does the... Oh, what does the villain name rhyme with? Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. I'll give you a, a different question. I, apparently, Molly lives in a very specific building mm -hmm. in Coopersville. What is the name of that building? Or the nickname of the building? And once again, you're allowed to use Google or get on your phone. <laughs> I, will, I will give you a clue. It is named after her. Danger, Danger Tower? 
<laughs> her, her name is in the title. Pay for effort. But not Danger Building. Not Molly Danger Building. Building. Come on. Molly Danger Building. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You're close. You're so close. Molly Town. Molly 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 Keep going. Come on. It's Molly. Molly Wow. Okay. No, I'm gonna help you out, Jamal. I'm gonna help you out. Listen, when 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 teams play, when when professional sports teams play indoors, what's what is that type of stadium called? An arena. Keep going. Oh. No, 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 no. Then you then you can see. There you go. Which one? Molly Stadium. Oh, she got the answer up. Use close. Yeah. The Molly Molly Dome. Dome. All right. Let's go to the next. By the way, last night. You need to read it all again because yeah. action versus coming. Last night, uh, Jamal and I had a wonderful conversation. Uh, Cosmic Girl and Molly Danger <laughs> met for the first time and had a conversation. Any insight on that one, Jamal? It was a very interesting exercise in writing. <laughs> uh, we're moving on. Uh, nutmeg. No, no, please, we love that. Uh, James Wright and Jackie Cross will uh, hopefully see this video and they will be like, oh my goodness, you know, we have to come screaming. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's basically Betty and Veronica meets Breaking Bad in the home ec room. And it is as fun as it sounds. It is complete, it's really clever, which is one thing I, I, I really like about it. And anybody notice that there are no men really on that cover? Huh, I wonder what we're doing there. But yeah, um, it is, what's that? <laughs> I said on the cover, I know, I see him. But yeah, um, this is also an ongoing, so um, the first three issues have sold out. So the only way you can read the first three issues is in the trade paperback. It is a hit. So definitely, you don't want to miss out on this. This is an amazing book. A lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good times, so. Oh, yes, yes. Let's, let's see it. Please do it. Let's see it. Please. You want to do it now? Yes. I have a 14-year-old niece, and she has a reading disability. Um, Jackie and James gave it to me for the Black Comics Month um, giveaway, and my niece saw this book, and she picked up the book, and she read it. It took her a while, but she went through it, and then she read it three times, and said this is her favorite book, and she does not read because it just she feels defeated when she reads. But this book got her wide open to reading, so What's your niece's name? What's your niece's name? Cheyenne. Thank you, Cheyenne. Like I said, video <laughs> We want her to see this and say, oh, they thought of me. Spontaneous testimonials are welcome. Uh, so one of our uh, most popular Danger Zone titles right now is Holy Eft. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, and it is the... Uh, <laughs> when Nick pitched it, he pitched it as the sequel to the Bible. And what happens when you do a sequel? It's bigger and there's more explosions. So this is the sequel to the sequel to the Bible. And basically, Jesus and the devil have moved in together and they live in kind of a wedded bliss. But it's more than that. There's, I mean, there's a, like, they fight the other pantheons and uh, it's, it's really, really subversive and fun. And, you know, if you like, you know, vertigo kind of-ish, like mature themes and just, you know, just kind of subversive humor, you'll really, really love it. Archon, here's a book you guys 
uh, should really be checking out because again, it's it's a fantasy almost D and D world set in Las Vegas. See exactly like it's it's a kind of weird thing. I mean, you have dragons talking about accounting, and you have elves, you know, doing the uh, like uh, being a pit boss and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun, and it takes place in the eighties when D and D was really big. So it's a it's a kind of a weird kind of like almost a uh, retroish type of storytelling. Um, but uh, John Perez is the writer, and um, he he loves this book. And you know, the fun thing about it is. If you read it, at the very back, there's a section of the back matter that is almost another, uh, like a D and D campaign. So you might be able to even <laughs> use it in your tabletop role playing. Cyrus Perkins and the Haunted Taxi Cab. Um, I want to describe this, but every time I describe it, it I, I just say it's one of the more most beautiful books we do. Um, it was actually mislabeled as a Danger Zone book, but it's not. Um, it's about a teenage boy who dies in the back of a taxi cab and how his ghost affects the cab driver. And um, they're, they're, I would say, adventures. But uh, it's a supernatural crime noir, you know, like trying to solve his murder. Um, it's a very, very emotional book. You know, it's, it's very, um, I think emotional is the best word to use for it. And so um, I'll leave it at that. This, this is what happens and what we get when, when our creative director, Dave DeWash, almost dies in the back of a taxi cab. <laughs> he comes up with Cyrus Perkins. Uh, and when I talked to him in the hospital, he said, well, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm writing a book. <laughs> and this is what he wrote. Okay, I'm going to do a trivia question real quick. We mentioned Dave DeWash's name already. What was the book that was the other first book that Action Lab did that we mentioned at the beginning of the panel? Gentlemen. No, but, you're, but that was the first book we mentioned. What was the other book? Way back at the beginning of the panel. <laughs> there, there were people here <laughs> at the beginning. And, and I did give the answer. And I know some of y'all remember. Please, please tell me y'all remember. Sir? That's, oh, that's the answer to a different. <laughs> I'm going to give you something anyway. <laughs> Give you these in a second, but uh, anybody else have a guess? Anytime today, way back, back. back. Yeah, yeah, look, y'all, we really want to give this stuff away because we do love y'all and we care, so please, we'll, we'll help you cheat. That's not a problem. Somebody talk about back in the day. Oh. <laughs> we did talk about it. Sing back in the day. Yeah, sing it. Blood and Dust. Uh, the thing about this book that strikes me so much is the artwork. It looks like Richard Corbin. Um, it's it's very very dark. Uh, it's a horror, you know, so you, you don't want light horror. But uh, Brian, what do we know about Blood and Dust? Well, it's a vampire story, uh, but it's a very interesting vampire story. Uh, it's a story more about family than it is about vampires. Uh, and about a vampire taking care of his family. I feel like if you guys like American Horror Story, it's got kind of um, a similar vibe to that. So uh, definitely check it out if, if you're a fan of uh, American Horror Story and other horror books. Sorry, I just ran. One of my new favorite books, uh, Bigfoot, Sword of the Earth Man. Um, it's basically Bigfoot if you were John Carter. And uh, you guys get it, see, you got it already. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, kind of like in the classic pulp vein, 
you know, like a, like a Conan or a, a Doc Savage with Bigfoot uh, being on Mars. You know, I, I think you guys are gonna really, really dig this book, so definitely check it out when it comes out. Um, I believe it's in previews now, right? Yeah, it is. So we're looking at December for a release. Brian's favorite book. My, one of my favorite books, and, too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. But I, Brian, like, we were driving down to Baltimore, and Brian could not stop talking about this book. Uh, so I'm gonna let Brian um, talk about Kingdom Bum. Well, I'll tell you a little story. You know, I, we brought Jason Martin in to, to help run the Danger Zone line because that's not my specialty. And what happens when we're doing solicitations and it's late at night and I kind of fall asleep on a, on a call is we end up with a book like Holy F. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned my lesson. <laughs> so I started paying more attention and I read this book and I loved it. It's great. Uh, it's uh, really Game of Thrones, but you know, with bums. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't put it down, and I started reading it just because, okay, what are they throwing at me now? And I started, uh, I, you know, just flipping through it, and I called up Jason, and I said, do you have another issue of this? And he sent me the rest of them, and I went through the whole series in a day, just simply because I couldn't stop reading it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very Shakespearean meets the warriors with like homeless, like this whole homeless pantheon yeah. of like panhandlers fighting for dominion over territory. It's probably one of the most interesting concepts that I've ever seen. Like I've never seen anything like it. It's actually, it's that good. Like it's really well done. So. Just Another Sheep. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a really, really interesting book as well because it's basically about, say, one of the X-Men in the 60s, but experiencing the counterculture of the 60s. So he goes to a, uh, a peace uh, march. He goes, uh, he goes, he's on a road trip, you know, going to, um, you know, Vietnam protests and stuff. And he's also just developing these powers that he doesn't know uh, I've only read the first issue, so I'm not sure exactly how far it goes into the development of its powers, but it's really, like, it, again, like, it, it's, it's almost a retro type of comic in that respect, but in a, kind of like a real-world setting where it's happening in the 60s. Like, when you read the, the, uh, the X-Men, they didn't really deal with that stuff until, like, the 80s when, uh, you know, they were talking, calling each other muties and stuff like that, but this is, like, happening as the 60s are happening around him. So um, there's drug usage, there's, um, there's uh, like I said, protests and stuff. It's a very, very, very interesting story that I think, you know, should be given a chance because it, it's, it's got something. And, I, and there's a track listing for uh, songs that are in it as well. You know, it's, it's an interesting book. I, I, I enjoyed it. Hey, Enrico, you've been quiet for all this time. <laughs> let's let's talk about the 27 club uh, 27 club is uh, 27 oh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 27 club is a comic anthology inspired by music's infamous 27 club music artist who died age 27 um, it's a very long list uh, the most famous names Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, uh, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. This list goes all the way back to the 1800s. Um, and we challenged 54 artists and writers to create um, 
short comic stories inspired by their favorite member of the 27 Club or their music. And uh, the book is a beautiful uh, silver stamped hardcover and it's in previews and I'm so excited to be part of this group. And, and uh, Jeremy worked on it Jeremy as well. Jeremy has a story in this as well and we've got some of our creators in the audience, Ellen Goodlett. And um, is Y Sanders here? Natasha, hey! <laughs> um, but super excited about this book. 250 pages of wondrous and rock and roll. So here's a trivia question for a copy of the book. What city did Jim Morrison die in? Detroit. Eric, that's correct. This is something new for Action Lab. Uh, we've never done an anthology before. And it's been something that I wanted to try and, and we wanted to try but we weren't really sure exactly what we wanted to do or how to do it. So if you're not really sure on what to do, you go find somebody that does it really well. So uh, Red Stallio and Enrique's company do it really well. They've done a lot of anthologies, so we went out and we found that, and we found the book that she's done, and she's done an excellent job on. So check it out. It's, it's wonderful work, a lot of great creators on it. I, I really enjoyed it when I Hi, Mage. There he is, Gary's right there. Um, this is, I, I just actually picked up this book this week, you know, so I, you know, I hadn't seen it yet. Um, it is basically science meets D&D &D again, you know, or fantasy, I should say, not D&D &D per se, but um, where does science end and where does fantasy begin, or, or, you know, backwards, where does fantasy end and science fiction begin? Um, it is beautifully illustrated. I, I said to Gary when I met him, I said, you know, this might be the second most beautiful book after Awake. And that's not a slouch on, on how beautiful this book is. Um, but yeah, um, this is coming out, when do we have it? January, okay. So um, we have preview copies, not preview copies, but uh, exclusive copies for the show up at the booth. I definitely think you guys wanna check this out at least and uh, want thumb through it and get Gary to tell you all about it. Gary, stand up for a second so they know what you look like. There you Gary, Gary's here all the way from Hawaii to sign the books for you. See, that got more ooh than us. Everybody, went, like you said, Hawaii, they went, ooh. <laughs> Puppet Master. Uh, this, you know, it's got a danger zone, but it's more of a team plus book. And it is extremely, extremely do, uh, popular and um, doing really well. Uh, Sean Gabarin is the writer of it. It's basically taking place after the movies. And... Um, Charles Band, who is the, uh, I guess, director and creator of Puppet Master, he put a stamp of approval on it, and every month we put out a new one, and it's, uh, people love it. It's weird, for this book, it's weird to see the audience that comes up for it, because you'll, you'll see, like, men that are, like, in their 30s and 40s who have seen the movies when they were kids, and then you see, like, teenagers, you know, teenagers coming over because, like, their parents kind of traumatized them with like, <laughs> those dolls, man. Like, they're, they're, they're scary, but they love it, you know, so... Um, we are, you know, the next slide you'll see, we are expanding actually the Charles Band uh, universe into a full moon features line. Uh, the first one being Transfers by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. Um, yeah, you guys know who those guys are, right? And, you know, we're going to be doing 13 more titles, uh, you know, in the full moon features universe. Um, one of them being Ginger Dead Man, which is one of my favorite titles ever, uh, which is done by Brockton McKinney, who does M Theory and the forthcoming Zoe, Zoe Dare. Um, and 
Now here are more. Demonic Toys done by David Goyer. You guys know who David Goyer is, right? Yeah. Uh, Oblivion done by Peter David. Um, we're, we're getting some really top talent on these books. And uh, Brian, you want to talk about the expansion of the line? No? Okay. <laughs> he just looks like that. But yeah, no. Um, we, we love these books. You know, they do really well for us. And, you know, we have a really great relationship with uh, Charles Band and Full Moon Features. So. Well, and Full Moon Features is going to be expanding their line as well. They're, they're doing 10 more movies next year uh, to complement some of the comics we're doing. Uh, so we're going to be working closely together with them. Uh, got some really great stuff coming up. Monty the Dinosaur. Uh, like I said to you guys earlier, we're very dedicated to not only you know doing the diversity of creators and uh, you know the line itself, but we're dedicated to doing more kids books. Um, we want to make new readers. We want to make you know new fans of comic books. You know, and that's tough when you're dealing with you know video games and Netflix and on demand and all that stuff. So we want to bring them back to the stores, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to start them off really young with a book like Monty the Dinosaur. Um, this is the first I'm seeing of this book, so I don't really know much about it. Um, but we're very. What's that? May I? Yeah, please. Uh, Monty is a dinosaur who's looking for a friend, but everybody's afraid of him because he's a dinosaur. He's a nice dinosaur. He doesn't want to eat anybody. So he goes. He tries to dress up. He doesn't really understand human behavior. So he tries to dress up in human clothing. It doesn't really work out that well. But Monty meets a nice little girl who becomes his friend. And that's how the story begins. And it's a very, I, I met the creator of Monty the Dinosaur at Heroes Con and encouraged him to pitch it to Action Lab. And you know, that's how we got it. I, just, I saw it, I took it home, I gave it to my daughter. She loved it. It was, you know, done deal. You know, that's, that's my, you know, my testing audience for kids stuff. If Katie likes it, then I know it's going to do well. So. If my daughter doesn't rip it. <laughs> no, because she's two. Um, before we go any further, I want to introduce um, M. Alice Legro, who is our artist on our new book, Soft Spots, also a writer. Um, Speaking of uh, books like Monty the Dinosaur, we're going to be making a very strong push to do some beginner reader comic books. Uh, you know, we want to get, we want to start people early, so why not start them early with comic books as well? Uh, so here's the first edition of uh, the Soft Spots comic book, and uh, done by Marty. Uh, it's a very simplified comic for very young readers. Uh, you know, not a lot of words, simple simple story, good story, uh, beautiful artwork, not a lot of panels, easy to flow through that they can take and enjoy and learn how to read a comic uh, and start early down the road of comics that we all enjoy as well. Come and see Marty at our booth and pick up Soft Spots. Superhuman Resources by uh, Ken Marcus. This was a book that you might have seen before, but we're uh, doing a whole new story. Um, I'm pushing to get this under the actionverse label because it's, uh, I, I think, you know, having a comedic type of tale of superheroes should be in a super universe, superhero universe. So um, this will be coming out, I believe, in January or February. So definitely look out for that. It's hysterical. Like, it's, I know there's a, there's a lot of, like, workplace type of comedy uh, comics with superheroes, but this is, this one does, you know, as, as well, if not better than any of those. Ghoul Scouts. 
this was just funded on Kickstarter, I believe, uh, a couple months ago. And um, it's done by Steve Bryant, who does Athena Voltaire. Uh, you guys might have heard of And um, Mark Steigbauer and Jason Millen. Um, it, it, it's exactly what it says. I mean, it's uh, like scouts fighting zombies and monsters. So, you know, how can you go wrong? And I, this is kind of an all ages book, too. So, I mean, you, know, you can give this to anybody. Black Alpha. Uh, again, you know, expanding a little bit of the Atomverse line. This will be our um, sci-fi superhero book. Um, this is done by Tom Rash. And uh, this was, I believe, run on USA Today's site for a little while, you know. And it got a huge following. So, you know, we'd be dumb not to pick it up. Miru. It's another uh, all-ages book that centers on a, uh, an alien, oh, but a little tiny alien, a little cute little alien. Um, and uh, we're, when are we putting this out? This is coming out relatively soon as well, uh, but I'm not entirely sure. But again, you know, like these are, these are books that, you know, we're trying to get more people into the stores. You know, we're trying to get you guys to bring your friends in and your friends' kids and your friends' kids' cousins. But, um, Speaking of the devil, more kids' books. This book was born at New York Comic Con 2014 when I stood next to Brian and I looked at our Action Lab banner and I said, huh. So he's a Labrador. And Brian said, what? I said, the, the logo. He's a Labrador retriever. He said, yeah. So he's an Action Lab. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that book? All right, do the book. <laughs> That's literally how I pitched Action Lab. Um, I'm actually writing this book with my friend Scott Falk. That's just, this is his first uh, comic book. And one of the best things about this is working with somebody on their first book because their enthusiasm is uh, amazing. And we're doing this with Rosie and Ted uh, for the first three issues. And then we're going to bring in a new artist. And we're going to be, we were originally going to do a mini and then maybe do another mini. But Brian said, I want more. So he's getting more. We're going to do an ongoing. And again, like we dedicated to bringing kids into the stores. We know you guys love hero cats, so some of you guys might like hero dogs. And this is what we're going to do. The way we approach it is it's more like um, Dot Savage, you know, and that kind of like, you know, there's a network of dogs that work with the Action Lab, um, more so than it's a team, you know, going against, you know, different things. But it's a dog, it's a dog that rescues other dogs. So it's a dog with a jet. That's a dog with a jet. Uh, Sean, let's talk about force. Yes, um, football operations rated championship elite uh, coming in uh, 2016. Yo, man, look, people who know me, y'all know I love making up some acronyms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, what I wanted to do, like there's, Cena Action Lab is a diverse label, not just diverse in the creators that we have, but also in the stories we tell. Look, I'm a big sports fan. I, I, I enjoy comics as much as I enjoy sports, and there really aren't a lot of great sports comics out there. And I love football, and all the dangers that you know football has for those that participate in it. And what I wanted to do, I wanted to collaborate with B. Alex Thompson and Jay Reed and give a PG-13 TNT television-style football drama um, that's that's based in a championship game um, called it's uh, basically the Force League, the FFL. And it focuses on this team here, the Tennessee Boxers. And they'll be uh, playing up against the San Antonio Skyhawks. And it's a three-issue miniseries. The first issue is the pregame. The second issue is the first half. Third issue is the second half um, of the championship game. 
Um, so yeah, like I'll put it to you like this. I've been out of comics for a little while, and I decided if I was going to come back, I'm coming back to win. And if I want to come back to win, I, I got to come back to where it all started, and that's here at Action Lab. And so uh, Force will be out uh, fall 2016. We are in the process of putting it together right now. I can't wait for all y'all to see it. So much so, I need all y'all to come here after, come up here after this panel is over. I have 11 by 17 Force poster with a mini comic on the back because that's how much I love y'all, and I want y'all to take these because I'm not bringing them home. <laughs> Speaking of winning, let's talk about Cash and Carry. Uh, thank you. Um, this was really this was the book that brought me back into comics. I, in all sincerity, was going to quit. I was done. I was done with the business. I was done with the game. I was done with all, all of it. And Brian and, and Brian and I had personal talks about it too. I was I was just I was like I was fed up with everything. But um, I quietly put together like really teeny tiny book um, with Julie Speziani who wrote Cash and Carry and uh, Art by Penny Candy Studios, and we just demoed it and. We sold like 25 copies in one day. We sold out just like this little test run. We just sold out in one day. And that led to a Kickstarter. And that Kickstarter went through the roof. Um, yes, and I can also thank, I can, I can thank uh, T right there for also promoting it on Twitter because she promoted it hard for me. She didn't have to do that. And she made more people aware of that book and the Kickstarter and for all, and for all those other sites that mentioned it too. It meant everything to me. And it became a success, a major success. And so I did have other publishers look at it, but instead of dealing with those other publishers, I gave Brian a call and I said, listen, I said, if, if we're gonna do this, let's do it in a way to make sure that the, that the audience that this is intended for can get it right away. Um, so we are in the process of building a, a bigger cash and carry book. It will be out in 2016. Um, it will feature the artwork of Penny Candy Studios, the writings of Julie Speziani, plus additional artists as well. And it will have multiple stories, square bound format, so it automatically will be available for the book market, the libraries, and you know, also for the comic book shops, and it will be affordable because this is the type of book that needs to be um, in the hands of you know, not just youth, not just people of color, but everyone. But like, there's not a lot of books when you see minority leads in the front, especially young black youth, you don't get that. And I wanted to do something about that. And also represent for, for Latinas too, because um, it's Dallas Cash and Inez Carey. They solve mysteries for middle schools around the world. It's a fun book. And also, um, just to let you know, just so I can prove to y'all how much y'all will enjoy this, I have 40 copies right here that I want y'all to take. I want all y'all to have one, so come up and get one, because I'm gonna prove to y'all, I told you, if I, only, if I came back, I'm coming to win. And I want to make that clear. So come get a free copy. It's on the behalf of myself and Action Lab Entertainment. And um, like I said, I mean business. I'm here to have some fun. Okay, we have a little under 10 minutes, so I'm going to cycle through these uh, uh, remaining slides. But let's start taking questions while we're doing that. Um, anybody have any questions about any of the books that we're doing? Any of the books that, you know, anything you'd like to see? Uh, right there. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want to see, um, demonic toys, puppet master crossover. Will there be a demonic toys puppet master crossover? Very possibly. <laughs> Very possibly. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, other questions. One thing we didn't mention. Uh, anybody here read Stray? 
There we go. Stray will be an on bi-monthly ongoing as of June of next year. Uh, so you will see more Stray. Can we say it too? Yeah. Okay, and that'll be in June. July, we will have a new bi-monthly ongoing of Molly Danger. So every month, you guys will get Stray and Molly Danger on alternating months, and it will lead up to a Stray and Molly Danger crossover exclusively within those two books. Um, there's Dave Watch again, Double Jumpers, another fun book. And uh, let's see, any other questions? Right here. I saw the cover for Tomboy, and it reminded me a little of an indie game named Hotline Miami. Was that any influence on the series? Uh, what was the name of the title? The game was called Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami? Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, Mia's not here to answer that, that question. That would most be a question for Mia. Wouldn't be able to answer that. I mean, I know she's, you know, she cites uh, Sailor Moon, and you know, as an influence. Um, so, I mean, anything's possible, really. Um, yeah. Uh, any other questions? Yeah. Um, on your new rating system, what is the difference between E for everyone and A for all ages? I'm glad you asked. Um, everyone means literally everyone: adults, teenagers, kids. All, age, all ages is mostly nine and up, I believe, you know, so it's it's kind of like a um, beginner YA. Yeah, it's like a, a kid's like line. adolescent? Right. Yeah. Okay. So A should be all ages, but it's all ages. <laughs> okay. good, good question. I'm going to bring that up, too. Um, yes. T. Can we get a princess doll? Can we get a princess doll, Jeremy? It's pricey. Yeah, it's definitely pricey. Yeah. Uh, that that might be a question for uh, Brian. Yeah, it's uh, so we don't have anything to say about dolls yet. Do we have? Uh, can we talk about that other thing though? The, the t-shirt. Another thing we want to talk about now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is so, this is a big. You guys are getting an exclusive. Go ahead. So um, we just finished. Uh, uh, signing contracts with We Love Fine. Um, so uh, they will officially be doing a, uh, a contest for designing a princeless t-shirt in, uh, in the next couple months. We don't have an exact date yet, um, but <laughs> you can bet I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, they will be uh, will be designing a princeless T-shirt that will be available through We Love Fine, as well as I assume we'll be carrying them at uh, conventions as well. Um, and we're we're also hoping to uh, to get a couple that are uh, you know done by our our artists as well. But uh, anybody who loves princeless and is interested in designing a shirt can uh, submit a uh, can submit a design, and uh, it's going to be something everybody gets to vote on. So even if you don't design stuff, you should definitely keep an eye on it, and you can vote on what's your favorite and what you want to see on a t-shirt, um, because it's definitely happening. Okay, we have five more minutes, and what we want to do is we want to give away more swag. We also want to give away these raffle tickets for the booth, so if you come back to the booth around five o'clock, we're going to have some giveaways. So when, um, you, so when you come up and get a poster from Sean and a book from Sean, get a raffle ticket from me. If you've asked a question, come up now and get a shirt. Okay, you can start asking some other stuff and let's give away some more prizes. Yeah, um, so anybody else have any more questions? Yeah. Uh, so as part of the idea of, you know, it's been five years, uh, 
What do you think's the uh, biggest thing you guys have learned uh, as a young publisher in the last five years about uh, you know, perhaps building your brand and getting, it, getting your footing? Let's go down the line because I feel like a couple of us can answer that question. So it's basically what have we learned in five years as a publisher because you know we're, we are pretty young. Um, I've learned that there aren't enough hours in the day to do everything. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody will say that, but and it's cliche, but it's true. Like, there's, a, a, you know, marketing, there's writing, there's a letter, there's, you know, do, with Actionverse itself, you know, I was the de facto editor on the series, and it was, you know, fielding, you know, text messages and emails, and you want to get to everybody and you want the right answer, and it's really, really tough. So, um, just having the right answers and having enough time. Brian, what do you think? I've learned that what people tell me I can't do just makes me want to do it even more. <laughs> um, for me, it, for me, it was all about, and it still is all about uh, determination. Um, in order to make it in comics on any level, you have to be determined. Um, because, like Brian said, there's going to be plenty of people that tell you you can't do this, you can't do this, and Action Lab is still here and stronger than ever. So, so we continue uh, to prove them wrong. I've been a part of the uh, comic industry for about 25 years now, and if there's one thing I've learned about Hero Cats, is that I just need to think bigger. The merchandise, the art prints, the team that we have is so supportive. The audience has been so responsive. So we're, we're definitely taking 2016 and thinking bigger. I'm going to be on the road a lot. And just thank you for all the support, guys. Uh, I, I think that I've learned uh, how incredibly uh, lucky I am to be... Uh, here at Action Lab, is uh, I've you know I've I've done a lot of other things in addition to, to Princeless in the last few years, and um, the fact that uh, I I thought you know when I started having to uh, run everything through uh, through through Dave Blanche and through uh, Sean Gavrin and uh, having to deal with that stuff was uh, oh, so difficult and took so much time. Uh, Oh man, the amount of time it takes to for me to even like just get a hold of somebody, uh, my my own editor at like IDW or or, or Marvel is is so obnoxious, and like uh, the fact that like I can just call Dave on the phone like literally any time, and uh, he'll just pick up the phone even if he's in the middle of like a meal is insane. <laughs> he'll just be like, hey man. Can I call you back in a minute? Is it an emergency? It's like, oh, it's okay. So. Uh, I think for me, I, as far as comments go, I probably have the, the, the largest pedigree you know, of, of everybody on the stage. I've been working in the industry for 26, 27 years as a creator. Um, but I've had more freedom than on any other project, and I've done a lot over the years, but having the opportunity to work on Molly, being at Action Lab, being part of the, the creative team behind the scenes at Action Lab as well, has shown me, like Brian said, that the impossible, it's just a word. It doesn't exist you know, otherwise. You can do whatever you want, any way you want it, no matter how many people tell you that you're wrong and it doesn't work. You know, you just blow them out of the water and move on and just keep going forward. So, hey everyone, thank you. Yeah, I know we're out of time, so I want to thank everybody for coming real quick. You know, at Action Lab, we're one big, big family. 
everybody sticks together. It seems creators come in and they stick around for quite a long time, help each other. So, you know, we love our creators, we love our fans. So thanks to all of you for making this.